To this week's Let's Talk TDs podcast. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry. Let's get right into it, Jerry. Thursday night football. The blowout between the Packers and the 49ers. Is there is there much to say on this game? Yeah, there is. Uh, the 49ers need to start thinking about a quarterback in this draft because Jimmy G's not the guy. I mean, he didn't play. He's still not the guy. He gets hurt. I mean, what, they signed him to the biggest contract when he got signed at the time, and he's already missed one whole season due to a season-ending injury, and now he's constantly battling injury this year. And even when he's on the field, he's not impressive. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback or even a great quarterback or even a good quarterback. So then with that being (laughs) said, they need to just go ahead. They have a great team, great defense. They got weapons on the offensive side of the ball, O-line strong. I mean, the only thing they're missing is a capable quarterback. Like you said, you couldn't even give them a good quarterback. But again, in the offensive side, they also have injuries. Debo Samuels hurt. You know, the running backs are always hurt. But the running backs, you know, they, they do, they produce. No matter who's in there, in my opinion. Yeah, because of that strong offensive line, I said. Yeah, the offensive line's good. Wide receivers always banged up, though. Debo Samuel, like I said. But I don't know. They need to work on their coaching, you know, just as far as their staff and just trying to fix all these injuries. Because I don't know if they're stretching over there, but they need to stretch a little bit more. Nah, yeah, I agree. Clearly, their uh, their training staff is not doing their best job in putting their players ready for game time. So, yeah, I could agree, but I'm not going to lie. I still think they need to address that quarterback position, and why not now? Just cut bait. Yeah. We still got to see, though. But on the other hand... What if he's healthy? I'm still not impressed. I mean, we saw it in the, in the Super Bowl. He made it to the Super Bowl, though. I mean, he did, but it was more of that prolific defense and a great run game. It wasn't because Jimmy G was lighting up the field, and you know this. Everyone knows this. But he did good enough. And I mean, that, yeah. That, that's what you praise a lot. No, I, I do praise that, but I praise doing good enough when you're, like, on a rookie deal or you're not getting paid the top at your position. And when he got signed by the 49ers, not currently, but when he got signed by the 49ers at the time, he had the highest paid contract for a quarterback ever, which is mind-blowing to me because one— He only played, like, seven games or four games or something Exactly. Like, Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I'll even give him the benefit of the doubt and said he played ten games. Well, still, it was ten games with the Patriots, and on top of that, is that even enough? Like, no. So, I don't don't think— that that's something to be hold praise on, and I don't think that that's something you should be like, all right, well, he's doing his job well enough, even though his salary is saying, well, he should be a game changer. Not yeah. saying he's not good, but he should be a game changer. Yeah, I agree with that. His salary definitely doesn't match his production. production. It doesn't. And maybe they do have to look for a quarterback this draft, but when Jimmy G's in there, they do better. I mean, yeah, again, he knows how to, you know – command the ship he knows how to best just, drive it however you want to call it he knows how to handle that team and he can do a lot of steady things 
But what the 49ers need don't need some some steady captain, you know, manning the ship. They need somebody throwing the ball. Yeah, deep, I mean, I mean a little. You know, I making mean, making good plays. I mean, yeah, just a guy. I mean, I'm not even expecting a quarterback who's gonna just put the whole team on their back, but he needs to have that ability to do so. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who thinks that Jimmy G can't put a team on his back and win you multiple games in a season. Yeah, I to a certain degree, I agree with that. But at the same time, like I said, he's doing enough, and maybe they need to do. They do need a better quarterback, but it's gonna be kind of hard to find that in the draft. I really don't know. I haven't really looked into it, but not a lot of great quarterbacks are coming out of this draft. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two really good ones, but they're gonna obviously be picked really early, yeah. and it's gonna be hard probably from where they're gonna be drafting. They're gonna be probably drafting late in the draft, probably you know anywhere from in the, the late, late teens to you know somewhere in the twenties. So, yeah, it is totally – it's going to be hard. It's understandable why you wouldn't want to draft one, but at the end of the day, it's all a gamble. You just throw throw a dart at the dartboard and see if it sticks. Yeah, I agree. But on the other side of the ball. Aaron Rodgers, MVP-type season. I've been saying it all year. What do you think? He's up there. I still think Russell Wilson's number one. Oh, I totally agree. I actually yeah. hate Aaron Rodgers, but I just like the idea that – You can't hate Aaron right. Rodgers, man. Why? Because he's balling out. I still hate it. I'm acknowledging it. I'm showing him his respect, but I'm still... You, hold on. Do you hate it because he's in the NFC? You hate it because he's the Packers? Or what are you hating? I hate it because he single-handedly destroyed the Cowboys when it mattered most to me. Like in playoffs? Yeah. Playoffs. Oh, okay. Two playoffs. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I understand where your hatred's coming from. But again, I'm not denying. Well, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I already yeah. knew. I knew he's playing with an MVP type season. I know he has that capability. I, I'm. I've shown his respect. Still don't like him. I'm allowed to not like somebody and acknowledge that they're a great person. Oh, great player. Yeah, I hate a lot of players. Tom Brady, but you know yeah. he's still same great. difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, still same. Yeah, still same, same, same difference right there. It's like yeah, it's another guy who knows how to win games. But I mean, I'm not a fan of him. But. I acknowledge that he knows how to win a game. Yeah, even though sometimes, you know, it comes from cheating. But besides that, we're getting a little sidetracked. Back to the Packers. Packers Devontae destroyed. Adams had a dominant game, another again, dominant performance. Third straight game. And again, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams clearly show they're in midseason form going full steam ahead. I, I'm excited to see what they can do in the NFC. Is this why know? they didn't draft a wide receiver? They're just like, just put it all on Devontae Adams' hands. It's still a bad decision because, I mean, eventually, I eventually, you know, defenses are going to catch up to that. But, man, they, they have a great chemistry right now, and we'll see what they happens. They haven't yet. Yeah, so we'll see what happens until then. Yeah, just the Packers are looking good. You know, they did what they had to do and destroy this team with no Jimmy Garoppolo. And a lot of the offensive side, you know, hurt. It's just so ironic how the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, they switch coaching staffs to get rid of McCarthy, and all of a sudden they're, you know, they're promelial teams again, like just, you know, servicing one of the better teams in the NFC. So, just interesting. It'll be fun to watch at the end, you know, just McCarthy. the last stretch of games. But yeah, it wasn't much of a match for the Packers, and just completely destroyed this team for four quarters. Well, yeah, they had to stomp down and be like, all right, we're they're clearly not one of the teams to look at. We are, so here we are. Yeah, unfortunately, they lost to the Bucks, but, you know, it's Tom Brady. But it's it was a good matchup either way. Yeah, that's true. But let's go ahead and move on past this Thursday night game and go to our players, fantasy players of the week. 
Jerry, who do you got at quarterback? All right. Well, I went for a little low-hanging fruit here because they're just such good matchups. Hopefully you got them. But I went with two Super Bowl champs and a rising star. I went with uh, Big Ben. I went with Josh Allen and uh, Deshaun Watson. Or no, I'm sorry, not Deshaun Watson. Um, uh, sorry, Russell Wilson. And uh, I went with Big Ben because he's playing the Dallas D. That's terrible. And this is another older quarterback who's been having an MVP-type season. He's throwing it to whoever's on this team. You would think it'd be Juju Smith-Schuster, but it's not. He's he's giving it to everybody. It's actually the rookie who's... Uh, Claypool. Cap- yeah, Claypool. He's capitalizing the most, so... Uh, I'm just I think he's gonna have another big game against this poor defense. Josh Allen. Again, another guy who's playing against a terrible defense. And I think he also has the benefit of playing against Russell Wilson. And I'm expecting a shootout going back and forth. So uh, I think uh, a lot of points, a lot of yardage, all that good stuff. And then again, the other party, Wilson already thought it's gonna be a blowout. Buffalo does have a little bit better defense, but this is Russell Wilson. I mean, good defense. You saw that against the 49ers last week. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's just phenomenal. I mean, all defenses look good until they play against a phenomenal player like Russell Wilson, and then they yep. realize, okay, yeah, that that's where we're at. So uh, those are those are my guys. I like it. I like it. Finally, we didn't match on anything. This week, I got Kyler Murray against Miami. You know, he's coming off his bye. He's averaging 62 yards on the ground a game. And, you know, he just has fresh legs, and I think he's going to do work against this Miami defense. And I'm going to get more into Miami a little later. My second quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Ever since Bill O'Brien left, he's he's been the quarterback six, quarterback one, and quarterback nine since O'Brien left. So I think he's going to keep balling against Jacksonville this week. And last time he played Jacksonville, he had 30 points in fantasy. Let's be real. He's only going to have great numbers because the great Garden Minshew isn't going to be there. But good good options. Good options. Garden Minshew got benched. All right. Don't worry about that. He's hurt. That's that's the true story. But either way, continue. All right. My last quarterback, Justin Herbert against the Raiders. Hey, how do you My want- guy. My guy, like you say. Yeah, I got him. You know, you know what I'm saying? He's my guy. But, uh. Yeah, against the Raiders, you know, past four games, Justin Herbert, three-plus touchdowns in each of those games. And the Raiders allow the 29th, 27th against, he's 20, they're 27th against the pass, and they're 29th against, they're 29th in pass rush. So, you know, they're not going to get to Justin Herbert in this game. And, again, Justin Herbert's just going to throw it out to every receiver he has. Yeah, that, that definitely. I mean, like you said, I mean, Justin Herbert's a big, strong, and surprisingly very mobile quarterback. And, I mean, bad uh, pass defense. I mean, he's going to throw over the ball. He's already shown that he has that arm and that capability yeah. to slice up defense. So, yeah, great pick. Yeah, just looking like a seasoned vet out there right now. But let's see if these defenses can actually, you know, catch up to this young man. Hey, he's the number one candidate to win Rookie of the Year. I actually agree, so I think he's right now he's leading. Hey, Vegas agrees. I mean, that's what the Vegas betting odds says. He's the number one guy. And he's going against Vegas this, year, this yeah. week. Running backs, though. I got Christian McCaffrey, number one. Coming off his injury, fresh pair of legs, and he's going against the Chiefs. And, you know, the Chiefs are not very good 
at stopping the run this year. They're good at the on the pass, but not on the run. And I think Christian McCaffrey's gonna eat and keep the Panthers in this game for a little bit. My next my next running back, James Conner. You know James Conner has a touchdown in five of the last seven games right now. And I think he's going to eat in this game, too. They're just going to keep feeding him the ball. And I think he's going to score a touchdown in this one, too. Just admit, it's because of the Skins Cowboys. Yes. But don't that's judge fair. Don't fair. judge me, bro. All no, right? That, no, that's fair. That's it's fair. Skins Cowboys. It's fair. It's fair. All right. And my next running back, James Robinson against the Texans. Look, man. James Robinson's been balling out since he's been starting this season he is that offense right now and i think they're gonna rely heavily on him and the houston texans are third worst against the running back and they're averaging they're letting running backs average 166 yards a game on them so yeah i think this is a perfect match for james robinson and i think he's gonna eat yeah, I like those picks. A uh, little question on the McCaffrey one, but I think he'll he'll make. A, I don't think he'll have a good run game because I think they'll. I think they're gonna pass it more to him. But again, still a great pick because I think he'll get the volume either way in the receptions or not. And man, I like you mentioning James Robertson because again, it kind of brings up the notion I'm always mentioning to you. Isn't it kind of crazy to draft a running back in the first round? Because you got you know examples. You know Edwards Hilaire. You got Christian McCaffrey. Then you got the great James Robinson, undrafted, undrafted running back, tearing it up. You know, even, you know, a year ago we had Philip Lindsay, undrafted, tearing it up. Yeah. So, I mean, running backs, you can find them. You can find them. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. And, and it even that even goes back to my team, the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, fourth overall pick. Looking back, was that the best pick? Mm, we'll see. And look at him now, five fumbles this year. Yeah, not no. looking hot this year. Not looking hot after they paid him all that money. So, but anyways, the great, good, good picks. All right, my running backs, Tony Pollard. The reason why I like Tony Pollard is because I think he's gonna have lots of volume. I think obviously Zeke has that hammy, and he's out with the you know obviously with an injury. I think this gives prime time for Tony Pollard. He's a very explosive running back. I think it's mainly due to the fact that he only gets the ball five to eight times. I really don't like it when Cowboy fans are like, put in Tony Pollard instead of Zeke. Zeke's still a phenomenal running back. And the reason why Tony Pollard looks good is because, obviously, when you only have to run the ball, you know, five to eight times, you can be look really explosive. And when yeah. you have big plays, it looks phenomenal. It's a lot different when you have to do it 20 times. But uh, I still think that he'll be a phenomenal option just strictly on volume. I think, obviously, he's going to get the boatload of the running attempts. And, obviously, he's a... Uh, in my opinion, he is a better pass catcher than Ezekiel Elliott. He looks more more comfortable, more natural. So I think that'll be a good one. Uh, the next one's David Johnson. He's been doing surprisingly very steady for the Texans. Hasn't necessarily, you know, added blown up to blown wins. Up, blown the water out. Yeah, yeah, he's not blowing up the you know the stats and you know not necessarily coming up with wins. But he's averaging 18 touches in the last four games. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't necessarily have a phenomenal defense. So, again, I'm more about the volume. Volume equals opportunity. Opportunities equal chances to score touchdowns. So, I feel like that's a great option. Last four games, like I said, he's had 18 or more touches. So, that's a good pick in my opinion. And division. You always know how I feel about division rivals. So, I think he'll play hard. 
And then my best option, in my opinion, the guy who's been playing outstanding, Dalvin Cook. He's had a touchdown in every single game he's played this season. And going back to last season, I think he's had like 12 straight games with a touchdown. Yeah, best productive running back in the league right now. Yeah, so what he's doing right now is just it's it's, it's just great football. Great yeah. football from the running back position. And he's going against, again, Lions defense. Nothing really too special. I mean, they're pretty stout, but... I, the way he's playing, I mean, a lot of defense because look stout until they're not. So, uh, division rival, I mean, do I need to say more? I mean, you know, I like these matchups. You like and, these division rivals? Yeah, yeah, it's just fun football. You know, they play harder when it's the division rival because, again, that's that's the quickest way to the playoffs. How do you do it? You win your division. And, again, Stalvin Cook, four touchdowns last game. Enough said. I like that. I like those picks. But let's move on to wide receivers. My first wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, nothing special about that, you know. Going against Miami, Kyler Murray's coming back with, you know, from Dubai. And guess what? Guess who he's going to target? DeAndre Hopkins. No doubt about it. DeAndre Hopkins is balling out this, this year, too. You know, behind Devontae Adams, you know, this season, you know, he's, he's, he's trending to be the second right now. Next. Stephon Diggs versus the Seahawks. Yep. Guess who he's playing? The Seahawks. And Stephon Diggs is getting like 10 targets a game. You know, what more do you want? And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game in this one, so I believe this is going to be a good matchup for him. And he's, the, the Seahawks are also allowing the most points to wide receivers this season. And my last pick, Keenan Allen. Against the Raiders. Yep. You know, I already told you the stats on the Raiders. And I think Keenan Allen's going to ball this. He'd probably get two of those touchdowns this week from Justin Herbert. Who do you got? I like those picks. They're all they're all pretty good picks. Uh, you know, and our streak couldn't could only help go for so long. We finally have some matching people. And we have two of them. I'll elaborate just a little bit. Stephon Diggs, like you said, doing phenomenal, playing against the Seahawks, bad defense, most receiving yards are loud, et cetera. Um, like you said, just – and like I told earlier, I, I'm expecting a shootout, so I'm just so, expecting high-volume games, so it'll be fun. Same thing, DeAndre Hopkins, only wide receiver right now to currently be averaging 10 targets and 100 yards a game. That's phenomenal. And uh, I just expect him to continue. And uh, – my, our only one that differs is actually a rookie. I'm going again with uh, Chase Claypool. We talked about him yep. a little bit. Um, he's already got seven touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, he's got five or no wait, yeah, he's got five receiving and uh, two rushing. So I mean, they use him. They use him all over the place. And I don't think he's necessarily the best wide receiver coming out of this draft class, but he's got the best quarterback throwing him the ball at the moment. You know, if you would have asked me maybe a month ago what which was the best wide receiver coming out, I would have said C.D. Lamb when he was playing with Dak Prescott. I mean, even currently now he's got 100 more yards, maybe 150, and he's got 10 more catches. So C.D. Lamb's still a great receiver, but, man, this rookie's playing phenomenal, and sometimes it's not necessarily how good you are. It's the situation you're dealt in, Yeah, and his situation's great. He's got an MVP caliber quarterback playing right now, Super Bowl caliber quarterback playing right now, and he's capitalizing big, and I expect him to do the exact same against this really terrible defense. I hate to admit it, but hey, it's they bad. Did, they did pretty good last week. Not too bad. I mean, 
they did do decent, but it's honestly the it ter- was- it's the terrible, you know, Pennsylvania team, Pennsylvania team. So uh yeah. Yeah. The Eagles weren't looking too hot last week. No, I uh, I believe the guy that the Cowboys just benched this week, Ben DiNucci, actually had more passing yards than Corson Wentz, and uh, that was the number two overall pick. Yep. Wasn't looking too hot for him. No. But let's move on to our tight ends. My first tight end, Darren Waller against the Chargers. You know, the Chargers are giving up the 10th most fantasy points to tight ends, and... I think they're gonna, you know, just he's just gonna put up points against these Chargers Chargers team. You know, the Raiders don't have wide receivers, so they rely heavily on him. My next tight end, Rob Gronkowski. And you know, Tom Brady's been like vibing with Rob in the recent last few games, you know. So I think that's gonna keep growing and I think he's gonna have a steady, steady game. And my last player, your favorite player, TJ Hawkinson. Yep. Look, his tight touchdown streak ended last week, but he still had like 13 points. You know, he had, I think, 10 targets, seven receptions for 65 yards last week. So that's production. That's all you really need from a tight end position. So pick him up if if he's out there. I like it. Again, I like him a lot. And, again, we share uh, two of the same players. I'll start off with them. Darren Waller, not much to add. Let me add a little bit more. Uh, He's had five receptions in the last four games, and uh, that Chargers defense he's going to be going against, they've allowed five touchdowns to the tight end position in seven games. So, yeah, their weakness is clearly the tight end. They must not have linebackers or something. Um, Invisible. And – TJ Hawkins, again, like you said, I've been a fan favorite of him all year. And uh, I just want to add again, like you said, I mean, he's getting seven targets a game this entire season. And actually, Kenny Galladay's out, their number one option. So, I mean, you can argue that he might be their number one option right now. So uh, I'm expecting him to just continue rolling on and, and if not, volume. And then one of your personal favorites, I know you'd like this one, Noah Font, another guy, young tight end. He's averaging uh, seven targets a game, and he's going against Atlanta, which is the worst receiving yard team this season. So um, I feel like he's primed to have another big game. Yeah, I like I like those picks. All right, now time for my kicker of the week. Oh, for three, but let's see how this turns out. Harrison Bucker. All right, look, I, I went safe on this one, all right? Chiefs are going to get to the red zone. They're going to get at the other side of the 50. So, hopefully this is my first win with the kickers. Harrison Bucker, pick him up. But, <clears throat> let's go to our scrubs of the week, Jerry. Scrubs of the week. Who do you got? You're going to like this one. Oh, gosh. My scrub, Tua. This week, is going to be Tua for me. I like that a lot. Elaborate, please. Sorry, I just, the performance, look, he won last week, right? But it wasn't because of him. Palm return for a touchdown, defensive score for a touchdown. Without that, they wouldn't have won the game against the Rams. Agreed. 93 yards passing, one touchdown, one fumble. Like, sorry, I don't like those stats at all. 
and this was against the Rams. They're not a great defense, you know. They're middle of the pack, if anything. So I'm not liking his his first start of the game, first start of the year. We'll see what what happens when he goes against this Arizona defense. You know, they're good against the pass. So I don't know, but I just feel like he's gonna be my scrub of the week this week. Man, that's a great one. I I, I totally agree. And uh, my scrub of the week, I hate to admit it, Garrett Gilbert. I don't. Dun, dun, dun. I, yeah, and the, the the Cowboys. I, obviously, they're hurting at the quarterback position, but I'm not understanding why they're deciding to put this guy in. But this is my scrub of the week. It makes no sense to me. An undrafted guy who's been in the league for eight years, who hasn't had a single snap, is now all of a sudden the starting quarterback for the Cowboys. But uh, I guess that's a thing. I mean, my thoughts are just start Ben DiNucci's seven-round pick and let him just finish off the season. I mean, we still don't know exactly what he is. He probably isn't any good either, but relying on, on a guy that we pretty much know isn't good, why? Yeah. I just I don't even know why they needed to make the change, though. You know, you're already in a losing season. There's no... just. Just write it out with Benucci, whatever his name is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I mean, heck, if you said it yourself, Tua, what was he, the third overall pick in this year's draft, threw for 92 yards. I mean, Danucci threw for 180, which, again. That's double. That That's crazy. That's double. Just beating out another top 10 quarterback in yardage. He beat Carson Wentz out in that game, and he's beating out Tua. I mean, yeah, that's why I, in my thoughts, I know I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but in my thoughts, Cowboys need to sign Dak Prescott because, man, you never know what quarterback you're drafting. I already know your side of that coin, Jerry. And let's get there when we get there. But we'll get there. All right, Jerry. Let's move on to our games of the week. First game, Texans at the Jags. Deshaun Watson, no Bill O'Brien against some random quarterback rookie quarterback and the Jags. What do you think about this? Yeah, let's just make this simple. I mean, both these teams aren't impressive, even if they had both their starting quarterbacks, and now one of the teams doesn't. So um, we already know Texans should win this game. The quarterback position should be clearly better on the Texans, regardless of what's going on around him. I mean, he should clear have the clear advantage. He's getting paid like he should have the clear advantage. And, he will. Uh, I expect the Texans to win this game 27-24. I still expect a pretty close game because... Division? Yeah, division. And again, I'm also just not sold on Deshaun Watson. You know this. Oh, I've my kinda, God. I've preached him multiple times. He has good games, but he's not consistent. And consistency is everything in this league. I mean, he had three good games the last three games since O'Brien's been gone. Right. No, I mean, that's a start. But I, I want to see it continue. I mean, yeah, again, maybe like, those three, wins, still all those wins didn't translate to wins, but, you know, he still had good games, you know, and... They weren't falling behind on those games. Right. I, I just, again, I just want to see it continue. I mean, yeah. I want to see wins. I want to see just production from him. And this is, again, this is a really bad team. It doesn't even have its starter. I mean, it's even when he does have its starter, the Jaguars aren't nothing that nobody's fearing. I mean, people aren't even really sold on Garden Minshew. So at the end of the day, it's a bad team. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks, if not the highest behind Patrick Mahomes. He should put in work. And I think he will. I think this is going to be an easy win for him. He's going to put up his numbers, and he's going to get that W. So I fully expect that, and I think the Texans are going to win 28-17. The only bright spot for the Jags, James Robinson. 
And that's about it. James Robertson. All right. Yeah. I like that. Next we got Giants at Washington. This is an ugly game with uh, poor They have two good defenses, though. Yeah, but, I mean, people don't watch TV anymore or watch football games for great defense. I appreciate great defense, but... We want to see scoring too. Let's let's be honest. People want to see scoring. Yeah, these teams don't score a lot. No, so it's gonna be a low scoring game, and I'm expecting Washington to come out on top, mm. fourteen to seventeen though. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect it to be too much of a low scoring low scoring game. One of these teams is gonna get over twenty points, but I think it's gonna be the Giants and Daniel Jones. Um, I think the Giants are going to win this 21-17. You know, Daniel Jones will get do enough to win this game against this quarterbackless Washington team. So, I don't know. I just It's not an interesting match to me. But. I just don't see how Daniel Jones will escape that fierce pass rush. He'll do it somehow. But we'll uh, see. He'll do it enough, at least. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah, and the Giants 21-17 over this Washington team. Literally, the Washington team. But let's move on to our next game. Lions at the Vikings. Interesting matchup. What Kirk Cousins are we going to get this game? I'm predicting the bad one. I think the Lions will come out ready to fight in this division rival matchup. And I think they'll win 24 to 20. I know the Lions are down Kenny Galladay, but TJ Hawkins is establishing himself as a very, very solid tight end in this league. And I think they'll try to lean on him and see what they can do. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think the Lions are going to win this game. I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to show up to this game. And I think the Lions are going to win 28-23. The Lions are going to lie heavily on Hawkinson and the running game and Marvin Jones. That's going to be their three priorities right there. And they're going to get the W here, even though they're at the Vikings. Yeah, there's not much to say about this game. You know, it's just... Kirk Cousins just looks so inconsistent, man. Just, I'm not liking it. Well, that's probably the best thing about the Vikings giving them that fully guaranteed contract. At least it was only for three years. I mean, what, they're one year down. I mean, they can probably cut bait if they're willing to just eat a little bit of a salary cap. They should just stuck to Case Keenum, man. He's not even in the league, I don't think, anymore. Probably not. I think I've seen him before. Pick somewhere. him up off the couch, Vikings. Hit him up. Yeah, hit him up. He, he won you a game, bro, in the playoffs. But let's move on to our next matchup, the Bears at the Titans. Your boy, your boy, Nick Foles. What you think? You think he's going to come out with a W in this one? No, not at all. I don't even ever once referring to him as my boy. I don't think I've ever said he's <laughs> anything good about this man. But uh, I think the Titans are a good team. I'm not sold on Tannehill. I think he's a... Um, B- average quarterback? Yeah, he's like a B-minus quarterback, you know I mean? He That's can, average. Yeah, so, I mean, he's just, you I agree know, with that. He just steadies the ship. He drives the bus, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we all know that this team is leaning on Derrick Henry and, and strong running and uh, good defense. So, uh, I can expect that to continue. This Bears team, I don't think they'll be able to stop Derrick Henry, and I think they'll win 27-23 Titans. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Titans are going to take this 27-24 against this Bears team. You know, the Bears are going to keep him the Bears defense is going to keep him in this game. Nick Foles, you know, probably throw for like two touchdowns, maybe 200 yards. 
but it's not going to be enough. And I think Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry going to drive it down this team's throat, especially in the running game. A.J. Brown, too, you know, touchdown in the last four games, I believe. So, yeah, Titans for the win. Next game, Ravens at the Colts. Interesting matchup. Colts, you know, have a good defense. Ravens were good at the running game, not the passing game, but the running game. They put a lot of run, a lot of rushing yards on the Steelers last week, and that was surprising to see. But who do you got? Well, me personally, I think the Colts got this one. Again, I, I just look at the team as a whole because when I look at the quarterback position, like I, I basically see a push. You know, I know that's kind of crazy to say Lamar Jackson, Phillip Rivers, and it's like which quarterback's better, and I'm saying it's a push. But I honestly feel that way. Lamar Jackson, he is a dynamic player. There are some games where he can't throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns, but that, I feel like that's like one in four games where he does that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be against this defense. Either. Yeah, and it's another, and this is a great defense. So with that being said, he is electric in the in the ground, but, I mean, I don't care how electric you are on the ground. A prolific rushing attack is still middle of the pack offense compared to a prolific passing attack. So um, I just look at the team as a whole, and when I look at the team as a whole, I see Colts with a better defense. I have to see they have a running game, and I see they have a quarterback that's competent in throwing the ball. So I see the Colts winning this one 28-24. It'll be a tight match, but I see the Colts coming out on top. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Colts are an all-round better team. The Ravens need they have a lot of questions on that passing game, and Lamar Jackson just has to do better, man. You can't you can't just rely on the running game every game. It's not gonna work for you. You're not gonna win, especially playoff games like that. Yeah, and then I, I think they're even starting to have some uh, issues in the locker room. I believe one of their wide receivers, uh, Hollywood Brown, their first-round pick from a few years ago, he's complaining about, you know, wanting targets, wanting the ball, wanting to be a game-changer. Yeah, even and saying, he is a game-changer. He, he knows that deep threat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's saying, why are you going to invest a first-round pick on a wide receiver and not utilize them? So, I mean, there's clearly frustration in the locker room about their passing attack. And I so. understand why, you know, last year you didn't see this. This year is way more noticeable. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson, step your game up, pass the ball a little bit more, don't run it all the time, and I think you can succeed more. But I also have the Colts winning 28-23. All right. Well, next we got the Panthers at Chiefs. Yeah, I know the Panthers look good. I know Teddy Bridgewater is surprisingly playing like a top-10 quarterback. I mean, let's admit it. You know, his completion, his yards. And, I mean, his wins, he's he's 500. Yeah, you know? he's just, so, the only thing he's just struggling with is the red zone. Uh, that's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. It, the only thing he can get improved on with the, is his red zone. And, again, it's to me it's not that surprising considering, honestly, he's been sitting on the bench for, what, two, three years after, you know, yeah. a miraculous injury. I mean, he almost lost his leg. Yeah. I mean, they were debating on whether or not to cut it off. And he sat on the bench. He had good some, thing they didn't. You know, he had yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he had some spare time with what the Saints for a little bit. Yeah, and the, um, the Panthers picked him up. Yeah, and then really, this is his first year back, truly from that injury. So, um, I think he's actually playing great, and I think he still has a little bit of room to improve in that red zone, and I think he will. Yeah, and I think Christian McCaffrey coming back this game is actually going to help that a lot. But with all that being said, it's the Chiefs. Exactly, and yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes, and I'm I'm expecting them to win this game. It's just all crazy, like, balance between the Chiefs and every other team in this league. 
I mean, pretty much. I mean, there's not many. There's teams. very few teams. Yeah, there's there's very few teams where I'm like, all right, this team actually has a chance to win. And uh, sadly, I don't think the Panthers are one of those teams. So I think the Chiefs are going to win this one, thirty to twenty-one. It's just so hard for me not to expect the Chiefs to put up thirty points every game. Yeah, like you said, you know, just piggyback on your 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 points. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, man, Enough Patrick said. Mahomes. And Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, you could probably stick in this game for a little bit, but those if you're not scoring in the red zone, you're not gonna be able to win this against this team. So pick up that Panthers kicker. <sighs> yeah, I have him. <laughs> I have him, don't worry. But uh yeah, I still have the Chiefs winning 31-21 against this Panthers D. So yeah, it's not much of a surprise, you know, to anybody. Chiefs still the team to beat. Let's move on to our next game. This is one of the games that we debated to be game of the week. I know it's one of your personal faves. I love this one. Raiders at the Chargers. Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. Battle for the AFC West. Not, I mean, not the battle for the AFC West, but the battle in the AFC West. But I think the Raiders are going to take this. I don't think... The Chargers, coming off from that loss to the Broncos last week, are going to be able to come back and win this game. I think they're still going to you know, feel that pain. And Raiders are going to take advantage. Derek Carr is going to do enough. Barrett pass it to Darren Waller, run it with Josh Jacobs, and get this win, 28-27. That's amazing that you find this matchup so intriguing considering it's one of your division rivals duking it out. That's like me saying I'd love to watch a Giants and Washington game. But the difference is these are actually two good teams, and you can't say that about your division. No one in that division is good. Yeah, but I would still hate to watch those teams play. Anyways, besides this part. I like Justin (laughs) Herbert, man. He's just – his progression is incredible and him coming up. I agree with literally everything you say down to the fucking scoreboard. And – um. I, I think that yeah I think that the the um I think the Raiders are gonna win this one exactly like yeah. you said twenty eight twenty seven and I think it goes down to even um I think it just goes to the youth of this team you know Herbert you know the coach I think the coach is barely in his second year as a head coach and Gruden he's been there and he's done it he's won Super Bowls he's lost playoffs he's just obviously I think they have the coaching advantage yeah and I think they have the complete team advantage yeah quarterback advantage. I would probably say push, but ask me in maybe even just four games, maybe even just next year, and Herbert is clearly the better quarterback. But I as of right so. now, as of right now, I still think it's a push because Derek Hart knows how to win games in this league, and he is a really solid quarterback. And like you said, Darren Waller's a phenomenal tight end. He's a mismatch nightmare. And Josh Jacobs is easily a top 10 running back in this league. So, uh, yeah, tough loss last week. And I expect another tough loss to a division rival because you know I love those matchups yep. again. So, uh, yeah, Raiders win this one, 28-27, like you said. Yeah, it's just, you know, coming from that loss, it's just hard to come back from that, especially when you lost three games this year after you're leading 16 or more points. That's just crazy. You just can't do that as an organization, and coaching just has to fall and take that blame because how can you do that? I mean, that's very Falcon-like. I mean, that's intense. Yeah, but not even the Falcons have lost three this year. Maybe two. They lost two by that much, but not three games. Yeah, but still, that's just, like you said, that's wild. 
Yeah, it's wild, and it's gonna be hard for them to recover, I think. And Raiders will take it. But let's move on to our next game. Not very interesting game. Patriots at the Jets. Another division rivalry game. But what do you think? Um, I think the Patriots could probably get a win this one, 24-17. The Jets and Sam Darnold, I think that experiment, in my opinion, should be done. And if you're the Jets, you're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Patriots have the better quarterback, better coach, better defense, and, I mean, technically better offense when Cam's actually playing good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little close because I'm still honestly not sold on the Patriots either. They're they're pretty – they got their own issues, but they're still the better team. So, again, 24-17 Patriots. Yeah, I think the Patriots are going to win this one 24-21. But the only reason I have the Jets scoring 21 points in this game because I think there's going to be turnovers on that Patriots side of the ball that are going to lead to scores. So, you know, I'm not I'm not excited to watch the Patriots play anymore. I think they're just in a rebound year. They need to just, you know, get good draft picks next year and try to do better next year because it's not going to happen this year. Bill Belichick, as great as a coach he is, he's not going to be able to succeed with this team. And the, what the weapons around that he has it's, it's just not going to happen But I still have them winning You know It's the Jets Jets are going to lose Every game this year probably So Yeah Tank it for Lawrence Tank for Lawrence Do it But the next game Broncos At the Falcons Hey man How you like that win last week It, w- it was good I mean that was exciting. T- towards the, At end, the end, yeah, yeah, I was about to say towards the end it looked good. You know, Drew Lock showed a little bit towards the end, but you don't like those slow starts, I'd imagine. I, I would, hate it. Yeah, I wouldn't like those slow starts. The way I look at this matchup is, um, again, these are two teams that are trying to establish themselves. Obviously, the Falcons are trying to establish that they're not losers, and the Broncos are just trying to establish who they are as a team. What are we? Are we a high pace team? Are we a play action team? Do we run the ball? Like. What are we? Who are we as far as with Drew Locke? And um, with all that being said, I think the Falcons win this one, 28-24. I think it'll be a close matchup, but the only reason why I give it to the Falcons is because, again, just the consistency at the quarterback positions. When I feel like everything's a push, which I pretty much feel like everything's a push, except for the fact that y'all do have a better defense, but, again, they just have the established quarterback. I'm still not sure what Drew Locke is. I mean, Towards the end of that game, he looked really good. But, like, you ask a game and a half prior to that last half of the game, he looked like he should be benched, like, immediately. <laughs> but And a lot of Broncos fans thought the same. They were booing him at, in that third quarter. And then, you know, they came back and won. But, no, I agree with everything you just said. You know, there is no real, you know, just there's, – there's not – you don't know what the Broncos are right now on the opposite side of the ball. And Pat Shermer, you know, him and Drew Locke need to click somehow and just put points on the board early. You can't win every game at the last in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. You're not going to succeed. And that's been my my biggest, you know, just when I'm speaking to you about this, the Broncos don't have an identity in the offensive side of the ball. Run the ball, pass the ball, but do something. Just stick to something and then, you know, Maybe do some play action. Maybe do, you know, just just be inventive. Just do different things. You can't just do the same formula every every single week. 
And that's my problem with Pat Shermer. But unfortunately, I had the Broncos losing this game 27-23 to the Falcons. I think it's going to be a close matchup, but I think the Falcons will probably get the last drive and win this game behind Matt Ryan. Unfortunately, I'm just being real. I'm not sure what Drew Locke is, like you said. Yeah, he looked good at the end of that match, but I'm looking at the first three quarters. Like, where was he? He wasn't there. No, I agree. I agree. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, man, put the Ripper in there. You know, at least, at least he'll try just to make some plays. I just think sometimes Drew Locke's a little too conservative, and I think that's his biggest problem. He just has to get comfortable and trust his skills, which he hasn't done. But, yeah, I think they're going to lose this game. Yeah, I mean, again, there's not much to say. I mean, I know Jerry Judy, he's been playing relatively well as a young rookie, but when I mean, you have struggles at the quarterback, I mean, yeah, I it, guess we'll see. Yeah, and it's the last two games, they haven't really been given in the ball. Last last game, they targeted him a little bit more, but before that, they weren't they weren't throwing him the ball. They only, they only got like two targets in two games, or four two games, yeah, in each game. So I think they really need to establish him more in the team, in the offensive side of the ball. You know, Tim Patrick was hurt, so I think he should have got more targets than he did last week. But Drew Locke's really into the tight ends and just balling them out. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the team's still just trying to establish who they are. So I guess you'll finish off the season figuring that out. Yeah, but if, you know, he gets this win, they're 500. Hey, honestly, look good. hey, I'd take that this season. Well, maybe not. Again, I don't know. Hey, He's, your division, five, 500 will win the division. So, Well, yeah, I mean, well, that and also each situation is different. I mean, yeah. to each their own. So we'll get to it. We're actually getting to it right now. This next matchup, Cowboys, Steelers. What do you think? <laughs> not even a matchup, really. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the Steelers are going to dominate this team. Maybe they'll score 10 points. Maybe the, the Cowboys will score 10 points. But, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to be too much. Offensive side, defensive side, every side, coaching side. Just every single thing is just not looking the Cowboys' way in this one. And I have the Steelers winning 30-10. to 10. Wow, it's really crazy how uh, close we've been on these uh, these score calls. Yeah, but like a point and like everything. Yeah, so like uh, I actually totally agree with you. And I actually see the Cowboys losing this one 13-30. Um there's not much to look forward to in this game. Really, I'm already looking at for next season. So when I'm watching this game, I'm looking for players that will look good for Dak Prescott and this team moving on forward because, I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, we all see it. This offense hasn't been able to produce since Dak Prescott's been out. They're trying to figure out what quarterback to put in. And there's all. not and there And there's not one. I mean, everyone's pretending that, oh, we'll wait until Dalton comes back. Well, we already saw what Dalton looked like when he was in. It's it's not gonna do it. So um, yeah, it like the season's done. The Cowboys need to just now deal start, with it. Yeah, just just be okay with it. Support your team and just and and figure out what just just be a supportive fan and figure out what players you feel like are good too. So you can look forward to them next year. But with all that being said, yeah, I think uh, I think the Cowboys are definitely gonna lose this one because Garrett Gilbert. He's a no-name quarterback who's sadly being thrown into position he shouldn't be in. Ezekiel Elliott's been struggling with fumbles, and obviously he's hurt in this game, so they're going to be playing Tony Pollard. We'll see how that does. Cowboy fans always love the backup to any position because they're not the ones starting. Um, they just want to see something different. Yeah, of course. I mean, again, that's why they always love the backup, you know. So, 
we'll see how this matchup goes, and hopefully the Cowboys are able to, uh, I don't know. Do something. <laughs> yeah, just do something. I want to just see some life from certain maybe, players. Maybe two scores. Yeah, but no, I honestly, I can't even imagine the Cowboys putting up 14 points. That'd be amazing to me. I'd be happy with that. I'd take that moral victory right there. Yeah, just a moral victory. But just... honestly, getting back to your note, like, yeah, like you said, getting your team to 500, that's great because, again, you're establishing what, what it is for your team, your identity as an offense, and what you, are, what you have at the quarterback position. Yeah, and also the NFL, you know, they also are, thinking about doing 18 playoff this week this year because of the coronavirus well i think they're doing seven for sure this year yeah but they're thinking about doing the eight. Oh, expand it to they eight expand it to eight and oh then, wow so you know that just gives us a better chance to be in the playoffs for sure and again like i said that benefits your team and for my team i don't want my team to go 500 i know what my team is I just want Drew Locke to grow. Right. No, I totally agree. I don't want to look for another quarterback. No, and that's what I'm saying. Our teams are in different positions. You yeah. want your team to go 500 because you want, you know, obviously, like you said, Drew Locke, that means he's showing he's growing, he's getting better as a player. Well, in my mind, and for the Cowboys, we already know who our quarterback is. The proof's in the pudding. If you had doubts about Dak, I mean, the proof's right here. We've played three games and we've only scored 13 points. Dak Prescott, in his last fourth quarter, scored 24 points. That's more than what we've scored in the last three games. So we know what this team is. I would rather take my chances, even if there's a 50% chance Dak Prescott is never the same quarterback. That's a higher chance of him being your quarterback than you hitting in the first round. And, yes, I know when you do hit, it's great. I mean, that's the Chargers. Do you think they're they're sad about picking uh, Justin Herbert? No. Do you think the Bengals are upset about taking Joe Burrow? No. But there are so many times and so many examples where you give up everything for a quarterback and yep. it doesn't pan out most of them don't so and that's what a high to... risk low reward and when whenever you're drafting a quarterback in the first round yeah and that's what i want the cowboys to do i hope that they do so bad that they get the second overall pick and i want them to trade back and i want to give them to get as many draft picks as possible because if you just look in recent history heck in 2012 which was eight years ago the redskins went up to the number two overall pick to draft RG3, and they gave up three first-round picks and two second-round picks. Sign Dak yep. Prescott, make that trade, trade back a little bit, still be in the top ten, and with those picks, you can redo your entire defense. And we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, you need that defense because where's defense in the league? Defense and a little bit of an offensive line help, but, I mean – it's possible, and I would take my chance, a 50% chance of having Dak Prescott and what we've seen he is versus whatever percentage, which is clearly lower than 50% because teams don't hit 50% of the time drafting in the first round for quarterbacks. We know this. Yep. I'd rather take those chances. It looks like you're ready for the draft, man. I Honestly, sadly, I hate to admit it, but I am. I'm still going to watch every single snap of the Dallas Cowboys this year because, like I said – I'm really you watching these. To. Well, I have to because I'm a fan. I have to because of this podcast. I enjoy doing this podcast and talking football. But again, I'm just a true Cowboy fan. And to me, this is already an audition for next year. This is like a yep. giant preseason for the Dallas Cowboys to see who's going to be on next year's team. If you're a Cowboy fan, be excited for Tyler Badass. Tyler Biotish, excuse me. That's his name. But come on, with a name like that, Tyler Badass is what it is. Sounds and looks, better. And he looks great out there. So those are just small little things to just pay attention to. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of growing for both our, both our teams, I think. But we'll see what happens. Now let's get into the games of the week. I don't like the first one. Okay, Jerry, I'm going to tell you right now. 
you already know why. But it's got headlines, you know. You got, yeah, you yeah. know, you got two high, you know, prospects as far as quarterbacks. You know, number one overall, Kyler Murray. You got Tua, third overall pick. I mean, headlines are there. So uh, I'm actually a little intrigued, but I'm only intrigued because, again, with that first performance of Tua, that's not a debut you want to have as your first game. No. And um, he, he he needs to play great because, again, as far as I'm concerned, too, the Dolphins have a first-round pick right now. They're currently, at, if the if the draft was today, they have the sixth overall pick. And you might be asking, wait, there's a lot of teams that have worse records than the Dolphins. Well, actually, they have the sixth overall pick due to, due to the Texans and the trade they made with them. So they got their first overall pick. And there's talks that they're thinking of looking at Justin Fields. That's a quarterback. We might see another situation. After one game? I mean, not after one game, but after this season, where if he doesn't play well, we might have another Josh Rosen-type situation. Jesus. But that worked out for them. And it worked out, exactly. So it can't be out of the question. Yeah. This is why they – this is what I'm hearing – as to why the Dolphins are already like, let's figure out what he has. Kind of like what I was talking about earlier when I was like, the Chargers, hey, why not just start Herbert? We already know, we all know what, you know, Tyrod Taylor was before his lung got punctured. We already knew what he was. You know, he's a solid backup quarterback, a bridge quarterback, but he's nothing special. And Dolphins need to figure that out. But with all that being said, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they look great together great chemistry great chemistry and uh they're they're playing actually solid ball you know even their running back in the last two games he's had you know 90 plus yards all-purpose yards so i mean they're starting to establish something offensively and uh, i think the cardinals have this one 24 20 yeah i have uh the cardinals winning this game too 24 17 and i just the only reason i have the miami dolphins having 17 points is because i think their defense is also going to do something you know, that defense is looking good. Um, one of the p- best pass defense in the league. And, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, he's used to having some turnovers in the game. So I, I feel like that's why they're going to score that much. But, yeah, I'm not liking it. Like, last last week I was looking way forward into this game. You know, I was like, man, two is probably going to be good. And Kyler Murray's good. And it's going to be a good matchup. But looking into it now, I don't think it's going to be that, much, that great of a match. I think it's going to be a one-sided match. And I think... The Cardinals are going to win this. I don't know. Again, like I said, uh, I mean, you touched on it a little bit. I touched on it. I, th- I feel like the storylines are there. You got two high prospects and quarterbacks. And, again, you mentioned it. That Dolphins defense ain't no joke. They actually have the best passing duo in uh, Xavier Howard and uh, Byron Jones, which I hate to admit, Dallas Cowboys let go. And all season, he's only allowed 60-plus yards, five deflections, no interceptions and giving up no touchdowns. But uh, according to the Cowboys, he's terrible because he has no interceptions. But uh, Trevion Diggs, our rookie, you know, most completions, most yards per completion, most touchdowns allowed, but he's got two interceptions. Oh, wow. Yeah. I two know interceptions? Two interceptions, even Damn. though he's giving, you know, he, even though he's giving up the most yards, highest QBR, all that good stuff, but he's got two picks. And Byron Jones wasn't worth it, even though he's literally only allowed 60 yards all season. And they needed to pay Zeke, though, you know? They needed to pay Zeke. How uh, can they pay Byron Jones and Zeke? Uh, you know how I feel about these situations. You yeah. don't pay the running back. But we'll, we'll we'll get into it at another time. But 
let's get into this next matchup. A matchup that I know you will like. Seahawks, Bills. Very interesting matchup, and I actually like this one. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You know what? Josh Allen going against a terrible defense. That's one side of the ball. The other side of the ball is Russell Wilson going against any team. He's going to shine no matter what. Josh Allen's going to shine too, and I think this match is going to come down to the last drive, in my opinion. I think it's going to be 28-24 for the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will win this game. Even though they're at the Bills, I think they're going to win. Russell Wilson is going to keep putting up those MVP numbers, and they're gonna he's going to get those wins. And, man, it's just – to me, it was hard. I was leaning both ways. I was leaning towards the Bills to win this, but then I'm like, it's Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson, you saw what he did last week against the 49ers, you know, just – and that's what a good defense. Bills have a good defense too, but I think it's going to be the same result. But I think the Bills are going to put more of a match, more of a, you know, competition against the Seahawks D, which is terrible. So that's what that's what's going to be so exciting about this game. It's going to be a shootout, and I'm going to watch Russell Wilson get another win. Man, you didn't say anything wrong right there. I pretty much agree with everything. Um, basically, the only thing I really want to add is I feel like Russell Wilson, like you said, he's just so dominant. And it, like you said, it doesn't matter what defense. He's going to carve them up, and I feel like it's going to be really hard for Josh Allen to keep up. I know he's going to try his best, but I'm not sure if he can. I think they just have more prolific weapons. I mean, he's got two options at, at two the Two number one wide receivers. Yeah, he's got two options that are just great options to throw to. And the Seahawks are, again, another one of those teams, just like I put, honestly – on the pedigree of the Chiefs. I just can't imagine them not putting up 30 points. Yeah, I agree. So when, when I see them on the record, I just automatically, I'm just like, oh, okay, they're putting up 30. Who are they going against? Okay, they're going against the Bills. All right, they'll put up whatever amount. But eventually, I know the Seahawks' defense is terrible. I know it's going to be a shootout. But, man, it's just so hard to compete against a team when literally every possession they get, they're putting up points. It's just like, dang. It gets discouraging because you're just like, I, as a quarterback, me, Josh Allen, have to be perfect. Yeah. Against arguably the MVP of this year, you know, Super Bowl champ, Russell Wilson. Yeah. The magician. I mean, my defense is going to play phenomenal. He's going to somehow squirm outside the pocket. Like always. And then throw a dart 60 yards downfield to DK Metcalf, who's somehow. Or Lockett. Or whoever. Or, or Lockett. And then he, it's just like, that's just going to happen. So, with all those things being said, again, like like you said, I, I see this is going to be a Seahawk win. I predict them winning 30-24. to 24. And, um, again, to assert themselves as one of the better teams in the league because this is one of those matchups where you can say, look, this is another dominant team in the league, and we just destroyed them. Yeah, I, I agree with everything. And it's going to be a fun match to watch, for sure. But let's move on to our last game, the game between the two oldest farts in the league. Tom Brady and Drew Brees, Saints at the Bucks. How do you feel about this? Man, I don't know because at the beginning of the year when this was a matchup, I would have been like Saints all day, you know. Offense is more equipped to Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees is an older quarterback, not meant to push down the field. Saints offense is more of, you know, they're, they're more yak guys that you know they catch short passes take it to the house obviously Kamara what he does outside the backfield um but right now again 
I'm not too afraid to admit it. Tom Brady's playing good. Yes, he is. He's old. But he he doesn't have the velocity that he used to, but he still knows how to deliver on time and efficiently enough. And like you said it, I mean, did they need to add Antonio Brown? No. Honestly, don't see where he fits they in. They didn't need him. They didn't need him at all. I don't. I honestly don't see why they added him, but now he's there, and that's just another weapon. And, I mean, I know it's been a while since we've seen Antonio Brown play, but let's be real. Last time he played a full season, the man was arguably the best wide receiver in the league. With all that being said, I do believe that the Bucks are going to win this game. They want to establish themselves. Tom Brady wants to establish himself as the dominant player, and they're trying to win a playoff game and get there. And what do I always say? Division matchups, you got to show up, and you only get to the playoffs by winning your matchup. And again, Tom Brady's going to put it down pretty damn good. I hate to admit it, I'm not too big of a fan, but he's going to ball in this game 28-21. Yeah. I feel like the Bucks are also going to win this game 27-23. You know what? It's just it's going to be hard for the for the Saints to win this without Michael Thomas, without Emmanuel Sanders and just rely heavily on Alvin Kamara, you know. You can't do so much. So, I just don't know how the Saints will win this. Coaching will probably get them there, probably keep it close. But the Bucks just have too many weapons, man. They yeah, the talent will prevail. Everything right now. I don't know, like Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, they got all of it. Dude, and they have a plethora of all of it. I mean, Ronald Jones is playing good, and we yeah. already know Leonard Fournette can play good. I mean, yep. they invested in Gronk, and they got a first round in O.J. Howard. They got how many first-round picks in at wide receiver? What, one? And, you know, one Godwin. of the best. Yeah, like, it's just they got the, list, the list goes on. Antonio Brown, like, it's just too many weapons, and it's going to be hard for the Saints to win this game, even with their coaching. And, yeah, I got them winning 27-23. Like I said, it's going to be interesting match. Well, that's going to do it for today. And please go to Instagram. Check out Jerry wearing a Broncos jersey because he lost a bet. Yeah, we're two weeks late on it. We just randomly remembered, but we're still cashing in on it. Yeah, he still has to cash in on that bet. You know, he's never worn another jersey other than... Cowboys or Dallas gear. Yeah, I've never worn another jersey besides DF Dub teams, but I mean, there's always a first, right? Oh yeah, and it's good to be the Broncos, right? Great. I wish it was a Demarcus Ware one though. Yeah, but oh well, you know, I, I, I true, love a true champ. I love underdogs, and that's why you got Chris Harris. I mean, he's solid, solid. No D Ware, but solid. Either way, follow us on Instagram. Go, you can email us at our Gmail at let's talk to these at Gmail, Instagram, let's talk to these. But have a good one, guys. Have we'll watch them games this weekend. Peace. It's special.